You are listening to You Should Write a Book with Camille Pagan. I'm Camille, the best-selling author of 10 books, a master certified coach, and the founder of Even Better Co. Each week, I share ideas about creating an even better author career. Ready to reach your writing goals? Let's dive in. Hello, writers. Are you having a hard time right now? A lot of my clients and friends have told me that they're really struggling. Many feel sad, worried, scared, in particular about the global events that are happening, such as the wars in Europe and the Middle East. And I feel this too. I think it's worth noting that we just got out of a global pandemic that had serious ramifications for our physical and mental health. And as a lot of experts have said, we may not fully understand the ramifications for years to come. So that's adding to the collective fatigue that so many of us are feeling. Kind of like, when are things going to calm down? When are we going to get a break? This is not just a global issue. I know a lot of us are hurting because of things that are happening much more locally. Maybe you're struggling to care for an aging parent or other relatives. Maybe you're trying to help your child because they're struggling. Perhaps you're going through a separation or a divorce, dealing with a chronic illness. Maybe you've recently experienced the loss of a loved one or are grappling with your mental health. I mentioned this before, but I have an anxiety disorder that has been at times crippling. And I've definitely experienced an increase in anxiety lately. So the question I get most frequently from my clients is, how do I keep working when things feel so heavy? I don't have a magical answer to this, though I wish I did. Even so, I want to share some insights that may help if you're grappling with this right now. As with anything I share here or elsewhere, please use what works and disregard what doesn't. Every single person listening to this podcast is going to be a little different, and that's okay. I know that personally, if I find one really solid, implementable idea from a nonfiction book or podcast episode, I feel that I've spent my time well, and I'm hoping you'll find at least one here. So I want to start by telling you about a time when I really, really struggled to write. This was in 2017, and I was halfway through the draft for Woman Last Seen in Her 30s. I was on contract with my publisher, which meant that I had already agreed to write this particular book and had been paid for it as well, at least partially. I had a publication date scheduled and all of the editorial and production schedule had been agreed upon. So like a lot of you listening, I am a high achiever with a strong perfectionist streak. Interestingly, perfectionism doesn't keep me from finishing. So working for decades as a journalist got me out of that habit because as a journalist, you're always on deadline and you have to learn to ship, as they say, even when it's not perfect. But I like to meet deadlines. I like to achieve goals and I really, really hate letting people down. Perfectionism can be really sneaky that way. So I'm working on this book and it's becoming readily apparent that my beloved grandmother is critically ill. And then she dies. In my experience, even when you know death is imminent, it doesn't actually make it more bearable. That's just a lie your brain tells you. 
to get you through the pain leading up to the loss. And my grandmother meant the world to me. We lived right near each other when I was growing up, and she helped raise me. She was really the elder I was closest to, far more than either of my parents. And she was how I got through a really traumatic childhood. She made me feel loved. In addition to all of that, she was the person who fostered my love of reading like no other person in my life. She was always passing me a book or asking me about any novel I'd just finished reading. And when I became an author, she was super involved in my writing career. So after she passed, I was determined to finish my novel on time. After all, I had told her about this story and she was so excited about it. And I didn't want to let my publisher down either. So I went to a hotel for a weekend, which was something I occasionally did when my children were young to finish a book. I needed quiet, uninterrupted writing time. And if you've ever had toddlers or very young children, you know that's really hard to do, especially if you have a home office. So instead of getting the draft done, I typed a paragraph or two, and then I wept over my computer. Rinse, repeat. I remember sitting at the desk in my hotel room my eyes were blurry with tears and realizing, and this was after about two days, that I could not finish my book. Even now, that's a really emotional thing for me to think about because I was so wrecked. I didn't know who I was going to be, who my family would be without my grandmother. So I had this moment of truth and I emailed my editor and this was about a week before the draft was due. And I write very quickly, but I was not going to write very quickly this time. And I had to explain that I was so sorry, but I would not be able to turn in my manuscript when I said I would. And I'm going to be honest with you, I thought the world, or at least my career, was going to fall down around me. I assumed that my publisher would be so upset. And the reason for that was because I had never not turned something in on time, truly, in my entire writing career. And I could not imagine that a writer would do that even though writers had done that to me when I was editing. And none of that happened. Instead, my editor, Jody Warshaw, who has been on this podcast, and as you all know, I just adore, she called me and told me, Camille, I am so sorry for your loss. And she said, in an author's career, at some point you're going to miss a deadline. And if ever there were a reason to miss one, it's this. My publisher sent me flowers, which were just so lovely, and they were wonderful about it. They adjusted all of the schedules. The world did not fall down around me. I think it's worth noting that there's a big difference between repeatedly missing deadlines because people will be upset if you do that. I know when I was working as the health editor at Real Simple, I had a couple of writers who I had kind of inherited, and they just never turn work in on time ever, and they just go missing when I would email them. And I did stop having them write for me. But in this moment with my publisher, I had somehow conflated a single missed deadline with a history of missing deadlines. They're really and truly not the same thing. And I mentioned that because so many of my clients have also conflated those things. So that's really my first tip for you. Sometimes it's just not the right time to write. If you are grieving or truly struggling in another way, so for example, going through a major life transition, maybe a child has recently left for college or your relationship with your significant other is shifting, please don't try to power through. Just because you think you can doesn't mean you should. 
it is appropriate to take some time to process your feelings before going back into productivity mode. It's really important not to downplay your real valid emotions. One reason? Doing so may actually make you feel worse. So it's like that proverbial beach ball in the water. If you push it down, it's going to pop back up into the air even higher. So if you're saying, I shouldn't feel this way, I should be working instead, that's probably a sign you're resisting your very real and very appropriate feelings. Instead, I want you to make space for those feelings. Something my therapist taught me is simply to name the feeling. I know this sounds simple, but it's really effective. So you might try saying, I am so, so sad. Sometimes, not always, but often, the act of naming it will lower your resistance to it. You do not have to sugarcoat the crap here. It's okay to say, this sucks and I would never choose it. I don't want to find a silver lining right now. I want to feel bad because this situation is bad. That's the clarity we need before we can begin to shift the way we feel. So let's say you've processed your feelings instead of denying them. The next thing I want you to do is to ask yourself the way a parent would ask a child, hey, what do you need right now? I'm serious. Most of us very rarely take the time to check in with ourselves the way we do for everyone else. But when things are heavy and hard, this is exactly the point at which we need to stop and check in with our needs. It's important for emotional regulation, energy, and our overall mental and physical health. So I want to ask you, what do you need right now? Is it a nap? Is it to reduce your word count goal for a little while? Is it to spend less time with someone who's not listening to you or honoring the way that you're feeling? Whatever your answer is, I want you to give it to yourself. Next, I want you to lower the bar. You will have plenty of peak performance times in your life, and maybe now is not one of them. And that's okay. Your goal is to stay in the game, to keep writing. Making a career as an author is a marathon, not a sprint. I've worked with many writers who push themselves to the point of burnout. And in my experience, that takes far longer to recover from compared to slowing down on your writing or adding, let's say, an extra month to your schedule. On a related note, don't overexplain yourself when you do this. You don't need to justify the decision to do what you need to do to everyone around you. Also, not everyone deserves a window into your emotional life. If you do choose to write, try to make it a time of respite. There have been many occasions in my life, for example, during an anxiety flare, where writing has actually been very beneficial to me. That's essentially how my second published novel came to be. I was struggling terribly with severe postpartum anxiety, and I had been told by a doctor that I looked fine, truly, she said that to me, and that I should just try yoga. By the way, I wrote an article about this for the New York Times. It was a pivotal moment in learning to trust myself over other people, including experts. If your gut is telling you that something isn't right, I am begging you to listen to it. That was what got me into therapy and was basically the portal for learning how to live with an anxiety disorder, which was life-changing. So anyways, writing was the only thing that got me out of my head. 
The act of creating a world that was not mine helped me stop spiraling. How can you tell if it's the right time to write? Well, a lot of times your desire or lack thereof makes it super obvious. But if you're not sure, if you're in that gray zone, set a timer for 10 to 15 minutes and see if you can write for just a little bit. If you can, that's a good sign. Again, don't overdo it. Just try a little at a time and be really gentle on yourself. One quick way to make writing more of a relief than a job, which is important when life is feeling overwhelmingly hard, is to add rituals. Could be a candle, maybe you have a good cup of coffee or tea, maybe you put on a favorite sweater. All of these things are little things, but they reinforce the idea that this is your time of self-care. And, of course, above all, write for yourself. Write a story you love that you actually want to write. That is what makes writing a respite and a relief. Just a quick note, if you are struggling, just know that you're not alone. A lot of us are feeling that way right now. I'm going to encourage you to get support if you are feeling this way. Whether it's a writing group filled with like-minded people, a dear friend or partner, a clergy member, or above all, a therapist, therapy really can be a game changer for getting through the heaviest emotional times in life. Whatever you choose, don't go it alone. Thanks for listening today and keep writing. For more resources on creating an even better author career, including free webinars and the You Should Write a Book newsletter, visit evenbetter.co. That's dot C-O. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to leave a brief review. If you already have, thank you. And thanks for tuning in.